Welcome to Landwards, the podcast for the land-based engineering community, brought to you by the Institution of Agricultural Engineers. Good afternoon and welcome to your Landwards monthly news update from the Institution of Agricultural Engineers. I am Andy Newbold, the editor of Landwards, and I am joined today by Marion King, the Institution's Communications Officer. Good afternoon, Marion. Good afternoon, Andy. Um, It is Thursday the 28th of May 2020. I will start with the disclaimer, which is that obviously Marion and I are representing our own opinions in this recording and um, any views which are shown are our views and opinions and you can take them up with us later rather than the organisations whom we represent. what we're going to do today is we're going to have a chat through some of the latest news headlines. And really what, what Marion and I have done is reviewed the news which will appear in the IAGRI's monthly business news email for May 2020. And just have a little bit more depth and insight than perhaps you see on the page when you get the email. Um, and that email as well will have much more news than we're going to talk about today. Marion, can you just give us a quick run through the news pieces we're going to look at? Yes. Um, We're going to have a look at the news that um, the hands-free hectare project has completed its first drilling operation. Uh, We're then going to move on to Ascombe Bryan and Newton Rig Campus, which is earmarked for closure, which is very sad news for residents in Cumbria. And um, moving on from there, we'll talk about, uh, look at JCB, announcing potential redundancies and perhaps finish on a bit of a lighter note about a robotic dog that's helping farmers herd sheep in New Zealand. So if I go back to the first story about the the exciting hands-free hectare project, my probably my question to start you off on this one Andy is to sort of have a think about the actual commercialization of this and think about is this something that's going to happen in the next five to ten years or are we looking at more in the future before we can see this kind of technology at work on the farms near us? I mean it's a very at the risk of sounding like a politician Marion it's a it's an excellent that's an excellent question thank you um but but um you know, my take on the hands-free on the hands-free farm project as it now is as the evolution of the original hands-free hectare is that um it's an exemplar to prove a point, which is that if you eliminate the the man or the woman from the tractor seat and the technology goes about its task of planting and growing and harvesting the crop without having someone in the seat, um, things can be done in different ways. So historically, we've got bigger and bigger tractors, wider and wider machines going faster and faster because economics dictate that um, larger units are more profitable. Um, However, it doesn't necessarily take account of typical farm sizes or labour profiles which are available at certain times of the year. Um, The hands-free hectare team have done some work on modelling profitability levels and unit size and have clearly demonstrated that smaller farms using robotic technology, particularly affordable robotic technology, attached, as is their model, with third-party, using third-party technology attached to off-the-shelf relatively small you know, 50 horsepower tractors and two to three meter wide operating kit um, it has got a very low low price point to ensure profitability. Um, 
you know, a couple of things they've done this year. I mean, I'm referring to the to the original press release they kindly sent through. Um, this year, the team have been able to drill the headlands, whereas historically they've not, which means that they've been able to go right around the outside of the field with the drill or autonomously. Um, and while there've been a few teething troubles, you know, that that's the sort of job. Um, traditionally, which would require a lot of the operator's skill. So you can see how the technology is moving forward. Um, I mean, to go back to your original question in a slightly waffly way, um, I think we will see elements which are coming out of the hands-free farm project earlier on farm um, that, than some other elements. Um, the technology is there. The technology is being proven now. Um and there are lots there, you know, we're talking about farming and the public adopting the idea that it's quite, they're quite happy with autonomous vehicles operating, you know, on the edge of footpaths in the countryside. Um, and those are almost, um, I hesitate to use the word theological, but those are almost arguments which are wider than the technology. My view is the technology is proven. Um, it's not necessarily commercialised, but it's there and it's working. And the point of the hands-free farm project is to demonstrate and to show with a rotation, with a commercially sized unit, what, what can be done and costed accordingly. So it's coming. How close it is on the horizon, I don't know. And I perceive there, are, there may be some obstacles in the way, um, but thus it ever was with innovation and technology. That's a guarded thumbs up from Andy Newbold, if you weren't listening, by the way. Um, Thank you for that, Andy. <laughs> So if we move on to the next topic, um, this is about the, um, the very sad news, the serious news for the region of Cumbria, where in fact you actually live, Andy, that um, the Newton Rigg campus is earmarked for closure um, in July next year. I imagine this is going to be a, quite a big blow to the community, Andy. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, going to Newton Rigg has been a... a I'm not going to say default setting, but for an awful lot of young people wanting to pursue a career in agriculture in the land-based industries who are based in Cumbria and the surrounding counties, um, it, it would be a default choice. Um, it, it would be the place you would go. Um, and I noticed they do, um, you know, from an, from an agricultural engineering perspective, Newton Rig offer level two and level three apprenticeships in land-based engineering. Um, so, you know, the, the regional and local ag engineering community are going to have to look elsewhere for their service technicians and development engineers of the future. Um, there's a bit of deja vu as well in that once upon a time, Newton Rigg was a standalone college. Then it became part of the University College of Central Lancashire, UCLA as it was known. Um, and they conducted something like a strategic review, I'm going to say 15, 18 years ago, which um, pointed out that the University of Central Lancashire didn't need two agricultural colleges because they also had Myasco in Lancashire, at which point Newton Rigg became part of Ask and Brian. So that there's, a, there's a degree of irony that Ask and Brian have conducted an independent review to look at the viability of the Newton Rigg campus and come back saying it's not. Um, and I think for anyone in Cumbrian agriculture, they'll be going, we've been here before. Um, it's not good. It's a problem. Um, and, you know, my view is that, that this level of vocational training should be happening in the locality and that Cumbria needs an FE college focused on agriculture and land-based industries. There you go. OK, thank you. Um, again, another not a very nice story. The fact that um, JCB is making announcements, it's going to be forced to make 
redundancies um, due to the economic situation that it finds itself in, as I'm sure, unfortunately, many other um, manufacturing companies are going to be struggling with as well. I was just wondering whether, I mean, it tends to be, if you read the news stories, it tends to have a very, uh, very much of a construction focus. I just wondered, you know, how 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 far do you think this, or how deeply do you feel this is going to affect the um, agricultural industry? I think probably alluding to my to my early earlier comment and the uh, and the conversation you know i think it's probably too a bit too early to say really um if we look at the latest aea tractor registration figures i mean in fact now let's go back to jcb jcb are heavily exposed with their product range and their market share to construction considerably more with the exception of telehandlers smaller handling products and tractors um considerably more than they are to agriculture um, if we if we step sideways and look at the Agricultural Engineers Association's latest April tractor registration figures, um, there are about 862 units, which is less than half um, of the same period last year. So on paper, tractor registrations are down considerably 2019 to 2020. What those um, figures from the AA don't necessarily show without a little bit of interpretation, is that an awful lot of tractors were registered before the original Brexit deadline last year and bought by customers um, because there was, a, there was a perception at least and a thought in the trade that a hard Brexit would possibly stop tractors coming into the UK. So if you needed to buy a tractor, you needed to buy one last year. So irrespective of COVID, irrespective of, irrespective of coronavirus, um, tractor registrations would have been considerably down this year because of the bump, because of the massive surge of tractor registrations last year because of Brexit. Um, it's too early to tell whether ag machinery sales and the supply chain are being um, long-term adversely affected. Again, going back to the April figures, um, lots of tractor factories across Europe shut down because of coronavirus um, in March. And have been coming back on stream probably from the start of May onwards. Um, Agco's massive factory in Beauvais was closed. The Fent factory was closed. Um, who else was closed? Several other manufacturers were closed in Europe because. So if you'd ordered a tractor in April this year, you might not have been able to actually get it because it couldn't be built. If you had ordered a tractor which had a Dana axle, which is built in North Italy, or had wheels which were built in some of the factories in North Italy, again, all those factories closed and are slowly coming back on stream now. Again, Argo tractors. So across the piece, um, there could have been more tractor registrations in the UK, but only if the tractors were available. Um, so again, it's a, it's a supply chain knock-on, for a better word. Um, and going back into JCB, the bulk of JCB's business is construction. Construction is down massively. And that's that's a global matter as well. Case New Holland, who again have a big construction business within their business, they're talking about significant downturn. So it's 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 not a UK thing. It's not just a JCB thing. As regards JCB's agricultural business, it's difficult to see. You know, we're going to have to watch this one play out, really. Yeah, I mean, it, the story said um, at the end that um, JCB uh, plans to produce over a hundred thousand machines. But productions now expected to be around fifty thousand, so that's half, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, finally, I'd like to talk about Spot. 
<laughs> the world's most advanced robotic dog who's helping farmers in New Zealand herd sheep, apparently. And it can do all kinds of uh, uh, other, other tasks as well. You know, tasks that are dull or dirty or dangerous for humans, apparently. I love these sort of stories. They're so easy to, to grab the news, aren't they? But uh, I'm just wondering, how realistic do you think this is, Andy? Well, being the son of a sheep farmer and having a few sheep at, at home as we do, I'm I'm uh, you know I'm a great fan of sheep dogs, um, but I'm not necessarily sure I'm I'm fan of a robot sheep dog yet. Um, it's it, it's a good. I mean we, we saw it we, you know we, we saw you know in fact there are videos on YouTube if you look at people flying drones and shepherding sheep with drones and going to inspect livestock with drones. Um, it, it's a great way to use technology. Um, the only comment I would make is if you if you click on the web link within the business news and you go and then read the story and then click on the link to the YouTube video, um, they show some footage of, of the of Spot walking and, and allegedly um, moving a flock of sheep. If you look closely, there appear to be a couple of stationary sheepdogs alongside the flock of sheep who, I'm assuming, are um, giving Spot a hand, shall we say. Um, I'm a bit of a bit of a Cumbrian Luddite anyway, as you can imagine, with regard to something like this. So I think, again, it, it's a great example how to show what can be done. Um, and potentially it's a piece of technology roaring around looking for a looking for a problem to solve rather than a, a piece of technology which has been brought about because it was a big problem which needed solving. Um, and unfortunately, I know which one I would rather have curled up at my feet in front of the fire on a cold winter's evening, and I suspect it won't be spot the advanced robotic dog at the moment. So, you know, that's me. In in apprentice terms, I'm out on that one. Thank you very much, Andy. You're very welcome, Marion. Um, there are, as we have said, there are numerous other stories in May's business news email from I agree so please go and find it in your inbox and have a good look at what else is there and maybe follow through some of the link links I always find it fascinating to look at the news behind the news headlines so um, it was quite it's quite useful to delve into the tractor registrations a little bit there Marion thank you for listening today and Marion thank you for your help thank you Andy we'll be back shortly thank you and goodbye for more information visit www.iagree.org you have been listening to Landwards, the podcast for the land-based engineering community, brought to you by the Institution of Agricultural Engineers.